Hey everybody, this is Bob Z, the pastor of Joy Christian Fellowship. I want to thank you for tuning into our podcast. I hope it's a word that will encourage you today. Let's remember in these challenging times we're living that God is still in control and that his love for us endures forever. Amen. God bless. And speaking of roads, today the message, the title is going to be The Narrow Road. And we're going to be in Proverbs 4, Matthew 7, and Psalm 16. So, Lord, open your word up to us. Make your word come alive for today. I know it was written thousands of years ago, but it's alive, it's active, and it's able to change our hearts this morning. Whatever we need, whatever our need was when we came in here, I hope when we walk out of here, you'll have met that need. In Jesus' name, give us ears to hear what your spirit is speaking. Amen. You know, the Bible talks about two completely different roads or paths that people take in this world. And the path we choose, and and we get to choose it, right? We make the choice. We're not forced into it. We choose it. And we choose it every day, several times a day. And the path we choose here. Here in the earth will determine where we will spend eternity. We can't say we love Jesus and then follow the devil's path instead of the Lord's path. But the good news is that if any of us find ourselves on the wrong road or the wrong path this morning, it's not too late to change our direction. We can still turn around and we can get on the right path, all right? That's the good news. But the choice is ours. The choice is always ours. We get to choose which path we're going to walk on. Look at what Proverbs 4, verse 18 and 19 tells us. It says, the path of the righteous is like the morning sun or, or like the light of dawn when it's just starting to get light out, shining ever brighter till the full light of day. The path of the righteous or the path of right living it gets brighter and brighter. We see things more clearly. We, we get better vision. We get better revelation, both physically and spiritually. The longer we're on that path of the righteous, it gets brighter and brighter. But the way of the wicked, or the path of the wicked, is like deep darkness. It's like being blind. They don't know what makes them stumble. The path of the wicked is so dark, they are so deceived, they're not even aware of what's causing them to stumble in life. They're suffering from spiritual blindness. And there's a lot of people in the world like that today. Some of them have high positions of power and authority and leadership, and they're spiritually blind. That's scary. I was thinking about roads, and I was thinking about paths this week, wondering what path are we on here at Joy? What path are you and your loved ones on? What, what path am I on? What path are my loved ones on? Because every path we take leads us somewhere. Unless you just walk or run laps on a big oval track. But other than that, a path is going to lead us to some destination eventually. But even oval tracks have a finish line. And at some point, after so many laps, the race is over. And some paths are easy to travel. They're easy to walk on, like the Cleveland Greenway. Nice and smooth and 
Hardly any obstacles to deal with except for the occasional mugger or annoying guy on, on his bike that goes flying by and almost clips you. But for the most part, the Greenway, it's a nice, smooth, safe, wide path. I guess that's why it's so popular. I guess that's why so many people prefer to walk on a Greenway. Now, on the other hand, there are some paths and mountain trails that aren't as easy to walk on as the Greenway. They're more challenging, they're steeper, they're rockier. They have more obstacles to overcome before we reach our destination. Kind of like the Appalachian Trail, or some of you see uh, the hiking trails that our friend Pramod leads groups on in the mountains of India. Difficult, challenging, but oh, what a view. What a view when we reach the end of that path. Those kind of paths are usually more narrow than the Greenway. You don't encounter as many people on those narrow paths as you do on the wider, smoother path of the Greenway. The narrow path, the narrow road, the narrow way is inconvenient for most people because it requires a greater commitment. The narrow path asks a lot more of us than the smooth, flat, wide Greenway. That narrow road, that, that narrow path, it really separates the crowd. So that's what we're going to look at this morning. So let's use our imagination. God gave every one of us an imagination. He gave us the ability to visualize things. So let's visualize that all of us here this morning, that we're walking on one of them old country gravel roads. You know, the kind that still have the grass in the middle, you just where the tire tracks go. And we're walking, it's a pleasant day. It's like in October, it's not July 24th. And, and as we're walking, we notice we've got a lot of company going with us. There's like hundreds or thousands of other people walking with us. And all of a sudden, this gravel road comes to a dead end. And we're with this multitude of people. And at the end of this gravel road, we, we see two gates, kind of like farmers use. One gate's really big, really wide, and, and you can see that if you enter through that gate to continue the journey we're on, there's a very wide, smooth dirt road on the other side of the gate. Can you visualize that? And this dirt road has obviously been traveled on a lot by a lot of people because it's smooth and it's, it's packed down. And it looks like a pretty pleasant road to take a walk on. And you notice the majority of the people with us on the gravel road are choosing to continue the journey by going through that wide gate. I mean, like 90% or more of them are going through this, this wide gate, and it's, it's tempting to go with them. You know, that herd mentality kicks in, and we think, oh, everybody else is, is going through that wide gate. They must know something that we don't, right? Because all those people couldn't be wrong, could they? Could they be going in the wrong direction, all of them? And then we look over at the other gate and, and notice it's a much smaller gate and it's a really narrow gate. In fact, it's so narrow that only one person can go through it at a, at a time. And we see that on the other side of this narrow gate is a very narrow path and it's rocky and hilly and twists and turns and only one person can walk on this path at a time and it looks like a real challenge. Uh, a challenging path to follow. And you notice not many of the people we walked with are taking this narrow path. And here we are 
us, the tribe of joy. We're standing in front of both gates and we're looking at both paths and we have to decide. Each one of us has to make a choice about which gate we're going to enter through, which path we're, we're going to walk on. And I can't do it for you and you can't do it for me. We each have to make the choice for ourselves. But thankfully, Jesus gives us some great advice about that choice. It's towards the end of his Sermon on the Mount. He's not telling us what we should believe. He's telling us what we should do. Let's look at Jesus' advice. Actually, it's a command. It's not just advice. It's a command. It's in Matthew 7, verse 13 and 14. Jesus says, enter through the narrow gate. So, oh, but Jesus, everybody else is going through the wide gate. And it looks good, and it, it looks easier than this narrow gate. Enter through the narrow gate, Jesus says. For wide is the gate, and broad is the road that leads where? To destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. Only a few find it? Now, those aren't my words. Or they're not words of some skeptic. That's Jesus. These are Jesus' words. And he's telling us that the path that leads to eternal life is narrow. It's really narrow. And only a few, not many, only a few find it. Man, that sounds so discouraging. We pray for a revival, and, and we hear about revival breaking out in places, and I believe it's coming. I believe it's here. But Jesus himself is saying only a few find that path. But the good news is that it's not too late to change paths. As long as there's breath in our lungs, it's not too late to go back to the narrow gate and enter through it and begin walking on that narrow road that leads to life, not destruction. Let's look at those two verses again, please, Chris. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Leave that up for a minute, please. Jesus gives us four options to choose in these two verses. Look at them. There's two gates, right? One is small, one is narrow, one is wide. There's two roads. One is narrow, one is broad. There's two groups of people. Right? There's many and there's few. And there's two des destinations. Life and death. Right? Life or destruction. And every one of us get to choose which gate, which road, which group, and which destination we'll end up at. See, we live in a culture that just loves a variety of choices, right? Look at all the restaurants. They're still building on Paul Huff Parkway. My God, do we still need more places to eat? They can't get enough workers to show up now, and yet they're still building new places. But we love having a variety of choices, even when it comes to something as simple as a cheese-flavored snack cracker. Now, I really like Cheez-Its, right? Bright red box. Big white letters. They even spell cheese with a Z. Got to love anything with a Z in it, right, Stephen? <laughs> and that square orange cracker on the box. You can spot that box 50 feet away. 
Don't be fooled by cheese nips. That's the devil's counterfeit, okay? Cheez-Its are where it's at. I like to refer to them as little squares of cheddar-flavored manna from heaven. But for years, one variety of Cheez-Its was just fine. Not anymore. Now you can choose from the original Cheez-Its or reduced-fat Cheez-Its or hot and spicy Cheez-Its or hot and spicy with grooves. Don't ask me why. There's also pepper jack Cheez-Its. There's white cheddar Cheez-Its. There's whole grain Cheez-Its. And there's a few other varieties. And don't get me started on Triscuits or Pringles. But anyway, we like choices. And if we can have that many choices in a snack cracker, then surely, surely there are many choices when it comes to the way to eternal life, right? Nope, not according to Jesus. And don't call me Shirley. I wish I could tell you there are many, many ways to eternal life, but I'd be lying. I'd be lying to you. Jesus gives us two choices, two gates, two roads, two final destinations, and we get to choose. It's like I can almost hear Moses whispering in Deuteronomy, I set before you life and death, life, death, blessings and curses. How hard could that be? Life, blessings, death, curses and death. And as if it's not simple enough, he even says, choose life. Choose life. And Jesus is saying, choose the narrow road that leads to life. But he won't force this. He leaves that choice up to us. We also get some helpful advice in Proverbs 4. Look at Proverbs 4, verse 26. It says, mark out a straight path for your feet. Now, we've talked before, to make a path straight, you've got to remove all the obstacles in the way, right? Mark out a straight path for your feet. Listen to this. Stay on a safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Oh, man, what a good word. Don't get sidetracked. That's such an important key to staying on the right path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Remember that song? Oh, be careful, little feet, where you go. <laughs> Keep your feet from following evil. Such good, good advice. But it's more than advice. It's a very wise command, and it's for our good. Make level paths for your feet, and all your ways will be sure, is how that reads in another translation. So do you see how important it is? How important it is to be on the right path? King David didn't always make the right choice, did he? But he knew where to find the right path. Look what he tells God in Psalm 16, verse 11. He says, you make known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Boy, think about that. Fullness of joy in God's presence with eternal pleasures? Why do so many of us just settle? Why, why do we settle for so much less than, than what God is offering every one of us when we follow his path for us? Is there a better path to be on than this one? Fullness of, of joy, eternal pleasures in the Lord's presence. Wow, there's a better path than that. You better tell me what that is. You know, there are some voices out there that would have you believe that all roads lead to heaven. Man, I wish that was true, don't you? I wish that was true. But that's not what Jesus said. 
It's not on the screen, but in the 14th chapter of John's Gospel, Jesus tells his disciples, in my Father's house there are many rooms, and I'm going there to prepare a place for you so you can be there with me. And when he's done explaining all that to him, he tells them, you know the way to the place where I am going. Okay? You know the way to the place where I am going. You know where I'm going, and you know how to get there. He's telling them, you know the way. And Thomas, remember doubting Thomas, he says to Jesus, Lord, we, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? We don't even know where you're going. And Jesus is probably thinking, what the? He said, Haven't you been paying attention the last three years, Thomas? What have I been telling you guys? And then he said, I just got done telling you guys what I'm going to do and where I'm going to go. And you tell me you don't know. You don't know where I'm going, so how can you know the way? He says, listen, listen up. Don't miss this. And we don't want to miss this either. Jesus says, I am the way. You got that, Thomas? I am the way. I am the truth, and I am the life. And no one, no one, no one comes to the Father except through me. You get it? Remember, Jesus isn't a really good way to the Father. He's the only way. There aren't ten ways to be saved. There aren't even two ways to be saved. There's one way. The way. Jesus is the way. And I didn't say that. Jesus did. And he tells us, I'm the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. Jesus is the narrow gate. Right? And he tells us, enter through the narrow gate onto the narrow road that leads to life. Why is the gate so narrow? Because there's only one way to be saved. And, and all roads do not lead to heaven. Don't buy into that nonsense. There is one way and his name is Jesus Christ. There's only one person in all of human history that suffered and bled and died for the sins of the world. Buddha didn't do it. Mohammed didn't do it. Confucius didn't do it. Moses didn't do it. Joseph Smith Jr. didn't do it. Ellen G. White didn't do it. Sun Young Moon didn't do it. And Rumai sure didn't do it. None of them suffered and died for our sins and rose again. Only Jesus did, right? That's why every one of us need to enter in through the narrow gate and walk the narrow road that leads to eternal life because only the blood of Jesus can cancel out our debt of sin he is the only way to the Father in heaven. It's not on the screen, but in the fourth chapter of the book of Acts, speaking of Jesus, it says salvation is found in no one else. No one else. For there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. It's only Jesus. Only the narrow gate. Only the narrow road that leads to life. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 3, Christ suffered for our sins once for all, the just for the unjust, or the righteous for the unrighteous. Why? So that he might bring us to God, it says. So that he might bring us to God. That's where the narrow road takes us, to God. So let's remember Jesus tells us there are two gates. One is very wide, one is very small. It's really narrow. There are two roads. One is broad and wide. One is narrow. 
two groups of people we can join on the journey. One group has a lot of people in it, the other group has a few. And our two final, and I mean final, destinations, one is destruction and one is life, eternal life with Christ. And Jesus, the lover of our souls, he's telling every one of us here this morning, enter through that narrow gate. It leads to the path of life. Jesus is the narrow gate. And he tells us that all who enter through him will be saved. Like he said, he is the way, the only way. He is the truth. He is the life. And no one, no one, no one, no one, no one doesn't matter how many little old ladies you helped across the street. Doesn't matter how many good deeds you did or how much good works you have in your life. It, if you don't come through Jesus, you ain't getting in. No one comes to the Father except through Christ. That's why the gate's so narrow. There's only one way in. And maybe, just maybe this morning, you or someone you love or care about a whole lot is on that wrong road. It's that wrong path. And you or that person went through the wrong gate. And it's time. It is time to stop going down that wide, broad road. It's time to come back. It's time to go through the narrow gate and get on that narrow path that leads to life. Some of you may be familiar with the song Chris played during our offering time. It's called The Narrow Road by Rick Pino. Listen to some of the lyrics to that song. He says, let me walk with you on the narrow road. I know it may get lonely, but I know I'm not alone. You say the wide gate looks so beautiful, but destruction is its end. Go against a stream, my friend, and stand where angels fear to tread. Yeah, walking that narrow road may get lonely at times, but we're not alone, right? We're never alone. The Lord's always with us. That wide gate, that might look beautiful. There's a lot of shiny, attractive stuff on that wide road. But that popular road leads to destruction. It leads to death, not life. And maybe you realize that. And you said, no, as much as that looks like fun and, and I can enjoy that, I, I know better. I'm going to take the narrow road. And if, if you're on that narrow road, play, praise the Lord. Stay on it. Keep going. Keep pressing on. Keep pressing in. Because that narrow road, that path of the righteous, it gets brighter and brighter as you keep going forward. So don't stop. Don't stop. Keep moving forward on that narrow road path that leads to life all right i hope all this made sense to you that was my prayer this morning before bobby and i left the house but i want us to stop here and and pray and i want us to pray for a few minutes before i open the front up for those we know who went through the wrong gate we all know people who went through the wrong gate and maybe it's us Maybe we're the ones that went through the wrong gate. Maybe it's a loved one, but they're on the wrong road. I was. I, I was headed for the cliff. But people prayed for me, especially my wife, Bobby. Thank God for a praying spouse. Let's pray for anybody we know 
anybody we know who is going on the wrong road for them to turn around, to, to come back, to go through that narrow gate, that narrow gate of Jesus, to turn around today, to, to repent. That word means to go in a different direction. We might have started out good, but we got sidetracked, right? Like it says, don't get sidetracked. But the bright lights of the world and, and our circle of friends and, and this and that got our attention and we got sidetracked. And some of us need to go in a different direction this morning. I want us to pray that all of us, all of us, will walk on that narrow road that leads to eternal life. And let's pray for those that have been on that narrow road faithfully who may be feeling weary, who may be getting discouraged, who may be tempted to get off that road at the next exit. Say, to heck with this. This is too hard. Let's help keep each other on that narrow road that leads to life, okay? Some days I may need to help you. Some days you may need to help me. But that's why we're here. That's why God put us together here, to help each other on the journey. So let's stay on the narrow road together. Let's take some time and, and intercede and pray for others. I'm not even going to ask you to stand. You can pray wait where you are. You can come up here, but give me a few minutes because there's some things I need to pray about first before I pray for anybody else. But I want to remind you, come back next Sunday. Remember, it's our annual prayer walk on this campus. It's always a very powerful time. It's more probably the more meaningful services, times we spend for, the, for this school and this campus and the students and the faculty. Um, let me know before you leave if you can lead one of our five prayer teams. And I'll have a list of where we're going, where we can go and where we can't go, so it won't be confusing. We'll talk a little bit about it before we split up and go. But uh, today, for now, let's, let's just take a few moments of where we are. Pray for those people you know who got off the right path and maybe they went through the wrong gate and they need to come back and go through that narrow gate that leads to life. And to pray for those that are still on that narrow road but need encouraged not to give up, to keep going. We all need to encourage one another. And um, All right. So, Lord, just lead us in a time of prayer where we are, if we want to get in a corner somewhere. And, and then if anybody wants prayer up here, they can come. But for now, Lord, we're just going to take a few minutes and pray for those we know, whether it's us or a loved one that has gone through the wrong gate and needs to come back and go through the narrow gate. You are the narrow gate. And we want to come through you. And you say, everybody that comes through me will be saved. And we want to pray that we all are walking on that narrow path that leads to life. In Jesus' name, amen.